0: The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors.
1: Since we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the drink, shall we? Explode the sunlight here, gentlemen. You explode the universe. They're coming for you, Barbara. You mean the kind from up there?
0: Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen because the electrode ray is off. Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly. Then your party already begins.
1: Didn't have anything for breakfast, but two raw eggs and a mug of honey.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you are with the Never Showing Cut Podcast. I feel like I'm going to introduce these people because I love them so much. We have the the amazingly talented, uh, except in the facial hair department, Lachlan. How are you today?
0: Thanks for bringing that up,
2: Doug. That's all right. It's day 21, and I barely see a
0: shadow. But that's okay. You've uh, got it's other there. talents it's there. You just it, it's the resolution <laughs> of this webcam.
1: You have to oh. zoom. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> and we have
2: the master of of uh just stunning charisma and good looks and don't stare too deep into his eyes ladies and gentlemen because you will fall in love oh, it's john
1: oh doug what a man i, I feel like i want to date you now after hey that intro
2: we've been there and we know it just doesn't work our, our fire burns too bright john
1: i know i know <laughs> it's just too hot to handle look um
2: before we go anywhere, what I want to do is I want to explain to you, the listener who's listening out there in listening world, uh, we, we're doing things differently. We you might notice that we've been a bit um, uh dare I say a bit uh hazy, a bit lazy. We've kind of, you know, released an episode here or there. You're expecting an episode on Thursday. Forget that. It's coming at you on Saturday. Sorry. We're sorry about that. The world yeah, well, kind of set itself on fire. Um yeah. So, cut us some slack. Uh, and also, yeah. we've, been, we've been working, haven't we? We've been working towards uh, bringing you some different content, bringing you some new content. Um, the, the Never Showing Movie Nights are happening still on Saturday nights, except we're doing something a little bit different this week. Uh, we're doing um, a, an RPG game that Lachlan's yeah. going to
0: host for us. Yeah, we're going to play Kids on Bikes, which is essentially all 80s great action kids with extraterrestrial things i'm not going to spoil it spoil anything but yes we're We're most probably going to try vomit it is yeah it is it's spielberg vomit yes
2: (laughs) um we're going to try and release that in some way shape or form so that you guys can listen to it or all that sort of cool jazz but as of today things are changing in the never showing world
1: these times they are changing who today we're
2: giving you our regular bob dylan, t- bob dylan man yeah the towns they, the they are changing
1: sorry for interrupting Doug. <laughs> you give on a roll and i just i butted in with my nonsensical no. trivia that made you know i knew the answer the, but i just you know wanted to there's always room to... for
2: dylan john there's always room for dylan Okay. Um, but yes. Yeah, so we are releasing our normal episode uh, as of today, you, the regular episode that you've come to know and not loathe. Uh, but what we're going to be doing from now on is we're going to be kind of doing like a, a, a bi-weekly episode. So every two weeks, you're going to get an episode that looks and feels and, and tastes just like this one. Uh, but every other week you'll be getting a little bite-sized snack of goodness uh, that we're calling, what are we calling it? We're calling it
0: Never Showings Love Letter. Mm.
2: Never Showings
0: Love Letter.
2: What uh, we'll be doing is we'll be picking a celebrity that we, we adore with all of our cold, dead hearts. We'll be discussing them. And instead of doing three pitches, we'll just have the one pitch. Um, and it'll be based around what we would like to see that actor or actress do.
1: I think of it as like a lightning round for never showing. It's just a little that's good. Yeah. Power punch of information for you just to just to get you through, you know, because we all need a little zip every now and then. Yeah. Um, it, think of it just as yeah, that that sharp little workout that you just you know, you, you don't think you want, but after you do it, you feel really good. One mm, of those. Buddy, you need it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, like a quick um,
2: masturbation.
1: You know what? I'm not going to <laughs> That's exactly right, John. Yes. <laughs> um, Clean the kitchen, have a wank as a reward. You know how it is.
2: Yeah. The, you know, the corona has affected us all. Yeah. Isolation is
1: really getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a headband and no pants. All right. That's the current state of things.
2: At least you're not wearing a jock strap. Now, Yes. So this week we're releasing our regular episode next week. Stay tuned. It's going to look a little bit different. It's going to taste a little funny at first, let it go down, let it settle in your tummy and you'll realize that it is some really good, never showing goodness. So, um, and our first, uh, our first love letter will be to the, the great man himself, Mr. 2020, at least for the first couple of months before the world went to hell Keanu Reeves. So Whoa. stay tuned for that. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun and give us some feedback. We've got like competitions happening. Um, we would love to know what you guys think, whether you like the longer episodes, whether you like the short episodes, you know, where to find us never underscore showing at Instagram, never showing on Facebook, never showing podcast at Gmail, all of those places hit us up. And we're so excited about this weekend, um, with, uh, kids with bikes.
0: I, I'm really excited. It's a fantastic little RPG that I can't wait. And because it is such an 80s vibe, like you guys are just going to, like every, you, you play as 80s stereotype tropes from like all the great 80s films. And uh, I think that's yeah. a really good place to introduce what today's topic is about, Doug.
2: Absolutely. You've said it a couple of times. We are doing the 80s.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, what a oh, God. Specifically, <laughs> we're era. doing films that you don't, that... that you don't want to see remade that we we don't want to see these remade however however
1: we're going to be you yes the movies yeah absolutely I, I mean look in researching this as well there aren't a many there aren't a lot left a lot of them have been swooped up and and tackled and, and engulfed by the, the the studios and the, the politics yeah. and the, the to the varying degrees problem, of success is, yeah. Mm, Once you've got definitely. that IP though, that's yes. the thing. They're
0: getting greedy. Once you've got that IP, it's like, well, we might as well just use it. It's been 30 years. How about we just, you know, rehash this? Uh, having said that, yeah. I I'm, in, I'm incredibly excited about Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I'm super excited that I well, I'm super bummed that I don't get to see it for until next year. I think it's I think yeah. it's next year that they've pushed mm. it back. But I am I'm incredible. That first trailer I had me in goosebumps for the Ghostbusters mm. Afterlife. It, oh, it oh, baby. was oh, yeah. a
2: great trailer. I you know what's really weird about this is that we love the 80s we're all gentlemen of the 80s we were born halfway through the 80s so realistically it's not Mm. our era but we are attracted to that era how weird is that like if, if you gave me the 80s or the 90s i would go with 80s movies
1: yeah only because well it's hard to say i i feel like the the 80s what's so great about it is very definitive there is a a certain stamp, a certain aesthetic, if you will, that is very much 80s-esque. Yes. And you can look at something and go, that's from the 80s. 90s, it's a bit confusing. You're like, oh, is this early 2000s? Is this 90s? I it blurred know. together,
2: didn't it? it? blurred the line between yeah. the 90s and the noughties.
1: Where is the real Slim Shady? I don't know. Is that relevant uh, in the do, 90s? Will he stand Genuinely... up or is he going to sit down the whole time?
0: <laughs> Genuinely, do you know what I think it is? I think it's the film stock that they used in the 80s. I, I think there's this there's this very almost flat matte look to the to 80s films that just make everything look like a moving picture and that to me was beautiful the the imperfections of 80s films was beautiful because the special effects were just sort of coming into their own and like they were really experimenting because after the 70s and you know close encounter of the third kind and um star wars and they're like oh look at all this stuff
1: we can do now it it, yeah. it felt like a really exciting time. Yeah, just on that man. Yeah, I feel like they were at the ceiling of practical yeah. effects. Like it was just before. Like this is as good as we can get it. Yeah. Now we need computers. Yeah.
2: Um. Just just going back because it's a bit of a weird tangent, but I think that's kind of why Stranger Things is so successful at getting that '80s vibe because they literally developed uh, a filter to recreate that '80s look. And yeah. you definitely like when I watch it, like. Um, you do feel that you feel like, oh, I feel like I've been transported back a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, there's definitely a quality to it, and there's there's a brashness to 80s movies, like most 80s movies j- just are in your face, really, really in your face. They're not subtle.
1: Do you feel like there's a nostalgic vibe to them though, Doug? Like when you watch something like Stranger Things or something like that, that that's obviously being made after the 80s and which is very much a callback to yeah. that era. Is there something that you watch that and go, "Man, what a what a cool time to be alive! I wish I was a part of that." Do you feel that? Let's that's bl- part let's of. Let's break the that down mystique- a bit because,
2: uh, ultimately, my understanding of the '80s is what I was it was a pretty crappy time <laughs> to actually be there. But the movies themselves yeah. were pretty good. Like if you if you look at the American side of things, Reaganism was going like bonkers, and um, you know there was unemployment was like at an all time high. Um, so I don't know if it's like a nostalgia for the time. I think it's more the idealized version that they created in films.
1: I was gonna say, do you feel like there's a, a form of escapism there that really resonated with a lot of people about what they wanted yeah. it to be? And, and now that we look at that, we go, oh, wow, that was really We cool. kind of have, a
2: uh, yeah, and also- a mis- misaligned understanding of what the eighties were. <laughs>
0: I think, mm. I think it's got a lot to do with the technology because, like, the 80s was the time where the technology that we have now, present day, because, I mean, a lot of people, like, who have never, you know, uh, weren't born in the 80s, weren't even born in the 90s, like, they're watching Stranger Things and loving it and devouring 80s, like, pop culture like nothing else. And I think it's because there was technology without responsibility. So, like, you had <laughs> things like, you know, the Walkmans, you had things like, you could listen to music, you could watch, you know... Movies, and I think people sort of yearn for that. Like I loved in the '90s, sitting in front of a VHS and just sort of rewinding and fast forwarding, and the that sound. Like I hated it at the time, but now when I think about it, I go, "Man, that was such a lovely time."
2: When I was when I was young, like I would have been about six or seven, so it was actually the very early '90s. But we had a VHS that didn't work properly. So as a, a weird, precocious six-year-old, um. I took the top off it and I would put a heavy glass on the the cassette to keep it down. And that's all I had to do. And that machine worked for like the next five years. And I just always remember that as like being something like, you can't do that with modern technology. Like if your download, (laughs) if your streaming download of onward doesn't work, you just wasted 25 bucks. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) You can't (laughs) fix it with a big heavy glass. It's. i think
1: that comes you, know, you have to call someone speak to someone email back and forth it's yeah. a whole thing
2: but uh, it's, it lacks it's practicality problem. and i think like <laughs> yeah, the 80s were a practical time
1: on that actually and I, I wouldn't listen listen to you guys if you guys have some stories as well i do remember when our family actually acquired a second VHS and I discovered <gasps> how to pirate
2: yes. VHS.
1: And boy, I was actually ran a little side hustle for a while. We go down to John, John, what's the statue of limitations, the passport, buddy? buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish to plead the fifth. Um, and yeah, no, I would uh, I would make copies of of the cheap two dollar Tuesday, you know, new releases or whatever, and sell them for like three or four bucks or whatever it was, like an inflated Dan, price, that's, and get more. Yeah, that's in, like
2: a fifty percent, fifty percent profit, buddy. You, you knew what you were doing,
1: dude. Land beho- land before time. Top oh, seller. of course, seriously, of course, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. Yeah.
2: Actually, Land Before Time just recently Mm. came on to Netflix and I'm like, Oh kids, let's watch this. And they have absolutely no interest whatsoever. And I'm like, it's freaking colorful dinosaurs, dude. But it is traumatic. Yeah. It is
0: seriously.
2: That's it. I get PDS. They didn't go soft. The 80s did not go soft on anything. You look at it you look at a PG 80s movie, and that would barely pass for an M-rated movie now. And speaking of PG 80s movies.
1: Oh, I know where yeah, this is
2: going. Yeah, I am angry, gentlemen. I am furious that Disney Plus have decided, I'm going to call it Furry Buttgate, the movie Splash, mm. Tom Hanks, Daryl Hannah,
0: a, oh, a PG
2: movie. movie with lots, lots, like frontal nudity in it.
1: Natural. Natural.
2: Natural nudity. It's it's not related to any was a mermaid. Yeah, yeah. And it's not related to any sexual sort of actions or anything like that. Mm -mm. They have they have digitally, they've used this (laughs) this,
1: (laughs) sorry. The same technology that they use in cats? Is that what you're suggesting? They use
2: the same technology in catch cats to digitally uh lengthen Daryl Hannah's hair so that you can no longer see her butt. Why?
0: That's a lot of effort. Like that is a, well, actually, a lot no. of effort. now to be fair, to cover I
2: mean, something so beautiful.
1: I know. With that being a you know a misogynistic man, that is a beautiful butt. Yeah. It does. The world it's, deserves it's that. It's a butt. natural I'm butt. Sorry. She's a
2: mermaid. It was for the plot. Mm. <laughs> it was for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like, I I just think of that as like something that's like if you go back to any sort of PG '80s movie, like and you watch it, like I. It, even look at um Raiders, not Raiders, Temple of Doom.
0: Yeah. Oh. They, they mm. literally God, gets pull his heart a heart out, out
2: of a dude. And it's like a like a bloody heart. You're not you're not gonna get away with something like that. But I, I love that their
0: re- their reactions to that. Like the classification board was like like it went through the 50s and the sixties where it was like, no, everything that is, you know, bloodied or disgusting, it's it's totally no, it's it's just totally wrong. But this in the 80s was like, yeah, I mean. I mean, they're gonna know it's not real, aren't they? They're not gonna like they're um, not gonna real.
1: Then they saw what
0: happened when you when those people grew up, and they're like, yeah, you know what? We've got to be a bit tighter on that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I saw the classification board during that period. It's just a bunch of like business dudes, snorting, cake. Snorting I was thinking with, like, the exact same thing. <laughs> Cigars, are like ah, oh, yeah, pass it through it's a PG. Fine. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all um, my daughter's uh, watched it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: A lot of uh, a lot of uh, big stars have come through from '80s movies that that have continued throughout our lives as well. So you look at Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, you look at uh, Bruce Willis, Harrison Ford. Um, I mean, there are you know Harrison Ford originally got his starting in the '70s, but they really came to their to their mm. peak in the '80s. Oh, and they only very slowly. This was the era of action heroes. It wasn't? was the birth yeah. of that <laughs> that real lone wolf character commando rambo mm. you know like these guys that like didn't need anyone but were damaged souls you know yeah it's it's an uh very very quickly guys before we go on to pictures and everything like that what are your top three 80s movies hit me with some Ooh, cool movies three. i mean we're in the middle of a, a pandemic where we can't go outside we've got some 80s uh, tell me some 80s action movies or you know whatever type of movies that we can watch during this time
0: Oh, uh, all the Indian, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, no, Indiana Jones is the seventies as well. But you know, wasn't it? No, yes, Indiana it was.
2: Jones was in the seventies. No, eighty-two. Surely.
0: Oh, 82? All right. Well, then, yes, Indian all the Indiana Joneses. Um, oh, of course, yeah. The Back to the Futures, Aliens, Aliens, aliens has to be Back there. To the like Aliens is one
2: of those very rare cases that um, is better than the original.
1: Ooh, no, I, I, they're two different movies, man. It's like Terminator and Terminator 2. You can't uh, compare. Oh, it
2: to I, it. See, no, Terminator 2. Terminator 2 is a better film.
0: Oh, no. what? No. I will, but I, you can't have the second without the first. Like, this is the argument. It's like you can't have. You yeah, can't but. but have is Back like, to the Future Part 2 without Back to the Future Part 1. And Back so to the they,
2: Future Part 1 was better than Part
0: 2 then part three was better than both of them. So
1: No because We can argue about this all night. <laughs> I'm a sucker um, I have a, a yeah question, yep. an eighties question that needs answering. Gremlins. Is it a kids' movie? Or well, another, another PG movie, movie.
0: But like they talk about the the father breaking his neck in a chimney. So like neck like, have, yes. you seen, have you seen the and action. Fate figure? of Santa Claus Dark. The figure of him. <laughs> It's like it's like like Sandra's dad or whatever her name is, like the action figure, and it's him with a broken neck. It's it's disturbing. Is
2: Chris is Gremlins a
0: Christmas movie? Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Is it a kids
0: movie? Cool, cool. It's a it's a preteen movie. I reckon it it it's it's, oh, it's definitely yeah. the thing that
1: oh Phoebe as well. Eleven. Mm. Yeah. What was that uh, movie she did in slow yes. motion? Uh Fast High. Fastmont High was that it? Yeah. yeah. Let's,
2: uh, we can't talk about more. the eighties without talking about a gentleman named uh, John Landis.
1: Mm. Oh, how can we
2: not? Uh, and sorry, John Hughes.
0: Sorry, John Hughes. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say John. John Landis, Landis is a talking? different guy. altogether. But, but having said that, having said that the blue is well, yeah. like the John Landis is a really clever man. Um, but
2: interesting guy, but, interesting but um, guy. But, yeah, John Hughes, he, yeah, John,
0: Hughes.
2: John Hughes, like uh 16 candles, the breakfast club, the, like, Pretty in Pink. The 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 really
1: Ferris Bueller's Day. Would we go
2: as far to say that he created the teen comedy genre?
1: I feel it hasn't come back since.
2: Really? Well, no. There was there was like a the '90s had a vibe to it of these these romantic teen comedies. American Pie. Well, I'm thinking like can't hardly wait. She's all that. Uh, the one with um, Sabrina, the teenage witch, and um, Entourage. <laughs> I don't know the name of that movie. Mm. Um, the, all of those movies, like I feel, were in the same vein as like your Sixteen Candles, your um, uh, Never Been Kissed. Um, no, never, not Never Never Been Kissed. Um, Ferris
1: Ten Things I Hate About You.
2: Yeah, like I, I, I went back and watched Ferris Bueller's the other day, and that is an entertaining movie but like there are some like actual serious moments in it which kind of surprised me Mm. um and you can't just you can't go past that that cast either that's a really really cool cast
0: I reckon that John Hughes invented what it means to be a teenager like if you if you really think about it I think he captured the essence yeah well I, I don't even know about essence I think I think it was a full construct I mean before then you had like yes, teenagers were dealing with things, but he was the first to sort of say, Here's a picture of the modern teen but it was it was a fabrication. It was I mean, oh. the people he showed were all the outsiders, were all the weirdos, were all the ones who didn't Good feel point old. Yeah. And and now they are the mm-hmm. ones that are now the sort of the standard for for what it means to be a teenager like people the stock standard them, characters. Yeah. so yeah. it's uh, you know i would argue that john hughes created the modern teenager which is which is a really big call but i'm sticking by it
2: cool well i'll, I'll be interested right, yeah in i'll be interested to see if anybody tonight pitches like something from like the john hughes uh the, the john hughes realm but uh how about we take a little break have a little bit of a drinky poo gentlemen and we'll come back and get into the elevator and do some pictures. Did
0: you, did you say drinky poo?
2: Yeah, I did. Gentlemen, <laughs> welcome. Ding. Welcome to an era Thanks. where we have Donald Trump is just a stupid businessman. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the expensive Trump Motel elevator. As, as we're waiting Loughlin- for
0: this elevator, as we're waiting for this elevator to come up, we're just being you know, we're just reiterating that we don't want to see these films made. Like we really don't want to see these remakes. However, we are pitching a remake. That is, that's the rules for this. As we get in this elevator, uh, yeah, Yeah, interpret it, interpret it as you will. Okay, okay, all right. Well, um, as we get in here, uh, I'm actually not going to press this elevator button, gents. I'm going to actually take you out to the car park. So if you'll follow me, can we go? Let's go to the car park. And uh, gents, 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 very unorthodox. Here's a car. There's a car. It's I mean, it's covered. It's covered. I'm gonna gonna rip this cover off. Are you ready? Are you ready, gents? Are you ready? Ghostbusters it's the DeLorean actually there's the oh, DeLorean no. I am pitching back to the future part 4 um and I don't know I, because I don't think you can reboot like here's why I'm excited about the Ghostbusters is, is it's not a reboot like they're calling it yeah. a reboot but it's a continuation of a really great story back to the future mm. is a fantastic story tread carefully yeah, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm I'm Tread <laughs> very really carefully <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing I'm going to say, though, is that um, look, this is my pitch. Look, like, in a nutshell, is that uh, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Emmett, Emmett Brown, he has been travelling around in his Jules Verne type, you know, time travelling machine.
1: Where's Michael? Well, What's he so doing?
0: Michael, because Michael sort of retired from that from the business, so uh, mm. he uh, he's actually not going to be sort of a part of it. He'll be sort of referenced. Um,
1: like at all? He can't be like a future, a futuristic talking mouse. No, no, maybe. no. So he's not.
0: He's not going to be. He's, because and this is, this is the limit. I'm going with the limitations. Like if if it was a perfect world, then I would have him back um, for sure. Uh, but I think the thing is, he's referenced and like Doc Emmett talks about him very fondly. He's he's mentioned throughout it. Um, he
1: can't be like a mayor. Well, of if, New yeah, York ma- <laughs> nice. yeah, no, he was nice. The advisor, wasn't yeah. He?
0: Um, <laughs> but essentially, what happens is. Doc Brown realizes that some of the things uh, he's been, as he's traveling backwards and forwards through different times, he realizes that some of the things that he left when, like when he left, are not the same as when they've come back, and he's figuring that something has gone, something's gone amiss, uh, awry, awry, something's awry, and he realizes that uh, somebody back in, uh, sort of just after the, um, the, the DeLorean. Sort of got put to rest uh that uh, because it, it got smashed by the train at the end of at yeah. the end of end of it well somebody put it back together uh somebody in the 1880s no 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 because this was in the this was in the 80s remember um yeah marty comes back to the 80s gets out of it tries to start <sighs> it, can't, and then he yes, gets out of yeah. it it's in the 80s so no somebody's somebody's put it pieced it back together and it's bit isn't it? i knew it was <laughs> son of a bitch it's not it's not in fact and and this is the digital, this is just the you know cuz otherwise i'll talk about this rages uh it ends up being uh young emmett brown who is trying to who's who's traveled who's traveled to the 80s like there will be a lot of like twisted like time travelly, wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff um but yeah a young emmett brown has come to the 80s searching for his older counterpart um, or you and put back together this this DeLorean to try and warn him that per- prolonged uh, usage of a time travel device will actually end time and space as they know it. There is my there is my Back to the Future pitch. Uh, that is would... is
2: there a a Michael J. Fox type character?
0: <clears throat> yeah, well, the Doc Emmett, uh, Doc Emmett, is sort of like mod, trying to model himself on the 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 young the youths of the day and uh so he would be modeling himself off like the michael j fox character there's not there's there's sort of maybe a sidekick but there's essentially just young doc emmett teams up with old doc emmett to to sort of put things
1: right so so just to be clear you don't want this to be made but you feel this is what a hollywood exec would do yeah
0: i reckon they would i reckon they would look at what's going on go you know what time travel is really big and intersecting plots are really big this is what we're going to do um i don't want it to be made i don't think you can i don't think you can make a back to the future part four i don't think it should be made because you've got a trilogy there that's it. like indiana jones part four like that's you know it's it's you don't do it doesn't, doesn't exist, exist. <laughs> <Exactly>. what, what <laughs> crystal skull? um does having said crystal. that i would i would actually have christopher lloyd as he is now because he's still very entertaining um Mm-hmm. And I would have uh, playing a younger, a younger him. I would have that. What's his name? Timothy Shum-, Shum
2: How does that work, Lachlan? Because if he fixes the time machine up in the eighties, Doc Brown's old in the eighties.
1: Yeah, but no, yeah, but you're saying like a younger Doc Brown has travelled to the so So a young Doc Brown, because remember that he was obsessed with the West.
0: Like he was always obsessed with westerns. Yeah, yeah. He has stumbled across Doc Emmett Brown from the 1880s. He stumbled across his research because you know he took off on the train. He took off, you know, he built himself stuff. So in the timeline, so, so he's gone back.
2: D- you, just for the time frame, because yeah. yeah, we're getting we're getting deep into the physics oh, of time. We're here. getting
0: really deep.
2: He, you're talking about 1922, Doc Emmett Brown. Yes. Because that would be the right age for Timothy Chalamet.
0: Yes. Yes. So we're talking twenty thing up
2: with two thousand.
0: No, we're talking about the nineteen well, because when So, so document... it'll go to the nineteen eighties. Yes, it'll go to the nineteen eighties. So, so the be...
2: document would be the, the same age-ish.
0: Yeah, I mean he's the it's he's the age he is now in real life. Yeah. Okay. But he's okay. but he's he's come back. And and the reason is all is right, that I'm with you. it's it's this whole it's this whole thing that Doc Emmett sort of warned Marty about is that if you start tinkering with things in the past, then you do make yep. huge changes. And that's why he's noticing all these changes to both himself okay. and his family and stuff. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a time sort of drop.
1: Can I throw a wild card yeah. out there? I would you know what, just get Christopher Nolan to direct this and it'll just it'll be, make you know, um, it'll be Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Anne yep. Hathaway and, um, and it's Michael it's a Kane, film. Just, big boom. Boom. Films. <laughs> <laughs> just everywhere.
2: <laughs> a very small tangent. Um, but, but before I go on my tangent, what, who's your director?
0: Uh, Robert Zemeckis. I'm, I'm just, I'm keeping You're going to keep with that? Yep. yep.
2: Um, have you guys seen the deep fake of um, the scene from Back to the Future uh with Robert Downey Jr. as Doc Brown and Tom Holland as yeah. Michael J. Fox's character. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, I have, man. It, it, and if you haven't seen it, listen again. Yeah. Watch it. It's incredible. It's, it's,
2: it, it is incredible. Um, it's the reason I, why I
1: actually thought that Tom Holland would make an excellent
0: Marty McFly replacement character, but I was yeah. like, no, we've cast Tom Holland in absolutely everything on this, on this podcast. This is very much
2: true. I avoided casting Tom Holland myself, actually. Hey, um, I I agree with you. Like it's one of those things where like, I really want to see a back to the future movie, like whether it's remade or rebooted or reimagined, blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, I know deep in my heart, I'd be severely disappointed. So I get where you're coming from. And I think that's Mm. similar to what I'm going to do. Uh, We talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, Let's go back inside.
0: Yeah, come back. Delorean's not starting. I don't have the right fuel in it. So can we? Yeah, let's. Uh, <laughs> we let's don't go have back. any
2: banana peels. Um, ding! I would like to pitch to you gentlemen a remake of Gremlins.
0: Oh, tread very carefully.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. The movie that I see would be an amalgamation of the two films that we have. It would be a, It would be a reimagining. It would be set in modern times. Um, and I want it, I want it mm-hmm. to be what it was back then. I don't want it to be a PG movie. I want it to be an, like a, a now M movie. And I want it to be... I want it to have horror undertones to it. and But I okay. want it to keep its really, really dark comedy that it had in the, from the original. So I'd age people up oh, a okay. little yeah. bit. I would age them up a little bit, but not too much. I there's not much really that i want to add because to me gremlins was a great film i just think we need to get it out there to more people and i think updating it to to a time a modern time would be a way of doing that my cast, i i haven't really gone deep into my cast but the one person who i think would make a great main character would be asa butterfield yeah. um from ender's game from sex education i just think that he's the the great he's a good mix of of nerdy but could really sort of be sort of a little bit actioning in the in the scenes that he would need to be in um and i want him to have a younger sidekick friend who would be gatton matazaro from stranger things
1: because that kid is just that kid is the 80s to me
0: That's dustin isn't it that's dustin (laughs) Mm. dustin yeah 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 yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, kid oozes charisma i'm sorry like he's he's my favorite character yeah
2: absolutely he's such a like honestly, that kid should get more work because he's very talented. Um, I haven't chosen the love interest, but there would definitely have to be a love interest. Haven't really thought about it because there's no, and, and rightfully so, there's no sort of younger stars that I feel would would give that feeling that Phoebe Cates gave to a young John.
1: <laughs> oh, Phoebe Cates.
2: So I haven't really chosen anyone. Um, I've left that up to sort of to the fates to decide. What the, the type of person that I would really like to see to direct a movie like this would be someone that is a little bit dark, who is a little bit twisted. I would actually like to see a Guillermo del Toro version.
0: Whoa.
2: And I'll tell oh, you why. I like it, man. Because Guillermo del Toro is an executive producer of a Netflix original series uh, about um, trolls living underneath a, a city. Uh, I forget the name of it. Tales um, Tales
0: from Arca- Arcadia or something.
2: That's the alien spinoff, but the original, um, I think. I'll it's look it up. Like, you keep talking. Yeah, um, and it, it it it's a funny show. It's it's a for kids, but it's still got that that weirdness that comes from Guillermo del Toro, and I think Guillermo would do amazing things with the Gremlins, and I would love to see as much practical effect as possible in the film.
0: Troll Hunters, Troll Hunters, Tales of Troll Arcadia. Hunters. Yeah, so Tales of Arcadia is the overarching, and then Troll Hunters is the, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So that's that's what I, I would like to see that, and I think
0: that it is it is ripe for Guillermo. It's funny that you mention Netflix, uh, Doug, because are you aware that that Netflix is currently developing a prequel to the to Gremlins. And no. they're developing really? an animated prequel called the secrets of the mogwai mm. uh, i don't want animated though well and this is but but yeah. it's going to be canon it's gonna and this it, is, it
2: is going to be fast and the furious spy
1: kids <laughs> i mean i'm sorry that was the fast and furious um but uh,
0: uh, for Black kids. Yep. Honestly,
1: when you started this this pitch, Doug, that was my worst fear. Was like, oh yeah, it'll all be CGI no. and you know Fallout boiled to the theme song, and Justin Timberlake will you know voice mog. I would I would
2: almost know. like it to be like he like I would love Doug Jones, you know, the guy that does most of the like monster capture for <laughs> Guillermo del Toro, to be in a Gremlin mm-hmm. suit, and they just CGI. The only CGI they use is to shrink him. <laughs> So he does all the actions, <laughs> yeah. and they just like put him in situations where he can interact with things that are just smaller. Because um, I think like I just want it I to be it. as practical as possible. So that's that's my pitch.
0: I like it. Is anyone? I does anyone remember the uh, Gremlins ride from uh, Warner Brothers movie? World Heck on Gold yeah. Coast, I the love Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. just so cool. The Gremlin and and all practical Gremlins. Like it was just really cool to see them. Do um, so we need to yeah. I,
2: I, just very, very quick, briefly, explanation? Warner Brothers Movie World on the Gold Coast used to have a ride where the Scooby Doo roller coaster used to be. And it was pretty much just a, a movie magic tour. And uh, Beetlejuice took you throughout the entire tour and then. I think at the end of it, it, all the all the accidents that were happening were caused by gremlins.
0: It was yeah, the, it was awesome. The cinema awesome. the cinema screen sort of yeah, got I ripped to pieces, and there was the gremlins yeah. behind it. And then they had to evacuate. That's right, because it was to... it
2: was a bloopers. Like they showed yes. bloopers for like five minutes, and then you yeah. went on to the ride. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah,
0: cool. I like it.
2: Awesome, John. Well done, then now man. I'm ex- like, let's just stop because John is a man out of his own time because John should be an 80s man yep. so i'm excited to hear what you've come up with john i'm i'm if anybody can give us the the right tone i'm i'm selling you i'm 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 you are standing you're you.
1: way too high
0: i'm sorry hit us with your best shot john and you've I'm already warned you. me that you that i, that I so i'm very
1: i'm approaching this very cautiously <laughs> well look, I, i've i've spoken about this film before on the podcast um cat people
2: you yes,
1: yeah. With the weird, um David Bowie did the soundtrack to yeah. start with. All right, that should be your first tick <laughs> of like, okay, it's going to be a bit weird. David Bowie did the soundtrack. Look, the plot's basically this: you have a young woman. It's it's basically a young woman sexual awakening discovers that she actually belongs to an ancient family of cat people, who transform into murderous black panthers or woods or well, one of them, um, after they have sex. And they can only turn back into human beings after they kill someone mm. as a leopard. So, you know, you're going to murder someone. Um, and the only way you uh, can avoid turning into a panther, I've decided it's a panther, actually I got it fact-checked, um, is if you have sex with a family member. So there's incest. Go 80s. Hooray. <laughs> now, did the original
2: actually had Malcolm McDowell in it.
1: It yeah. did. And he was he was top McDowelling at that time because you know he's just he does all sorts of funny things. He's one of those really? actors
2: where he's like, I am a serious actor who starred in a film that was basically porn in the seventies, but I still do. I still mm-hmm. do Shakespeare. You know,
1: take me yeah. seriously. He's look. He's entertaining to watch. He was like, he is the fun Donald Trump <laughs> of Britain. <laughs> sure, that's a weird analogy, but yeah, go for it i guess the, um, the,
2: look i the cast is the epitome of the 80s having a look at it ed begley jr it really
1: is it's got the it's got the dad from home yeah. alone, right? <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> alone um but you know i was just thinking about this because at the moment um cats tiger related things are at an all-time high really <laughs> you know i'm putting on my executive hat right yeah, now
2: yeah Sell the big yeah, cats big, while they're big. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hang on. Can I just stop you there? <laughs> so
0: the You're internet. saying that at Executive City, they go, people are talking about that but Cats movie. And, <laughs> that Joe uh, Exotic. And, and Joe Exotic is going really <laughs> Joe well. Come in. <laughs>
1: it's hot. Got a strike with And, the it, eyes. Hot. and if it here. doesn't work, <laughs> it's, Carol, it's Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin's fault. <laughs> <laughs> it really is have blame <laughs> it all on her. You know, there's your follow-up uh, sequel. It was meant to cat be the, and the and Carol, Carol Basket. <laughs> <laughs> it was just too raunchy for it. It was just too sexy. Um, it didn't fall in Uh But look, look, the original. It's interesting, but it bounces a lot around a lot in terms of. I'm not really sure what that movie wanted to be, which I feel like encompasses the 80s. Encompasses, that's a good. That's
2: a really um, good point, actually. Yeah.
1: Because you watch it and you're kind of like, okay, there's a prolonged nude mm-hmm. scene. All right. Now she's a, she's a werecat. Um, Oh, that person's arm just fell off. Oh, wait, now we're solving this mystery. This kind of feels like a Scooby-Doo mm. episode. Um, I'm confused. What are you? Movie? And then bam, Malcolm incest. Down, jumping around like a cat. Yeah. And then bam, have some incest, <laughs> you know, just on top. And then all to the backing of David Bowie, who's got like these slutty lyrics. Mm-hmm. And oh, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a thing. Anyway, I want to remake that movie. Um, but I'm going to have a, a good hot crack at it. I've, I've imagined that this execs pulled me in and said, you know, this is my idea. Cats are big. Make me a good uh-huh. movie. Um, I'd love to set it as like a modern film noir where you have like a young detective come into this, uh, like sort of this mountain village where all these murders have been popping up. And you're like, hey, what's going on here? Why are these people getting murdered? Um, and they're convinced the po- local police are convinced that's an escaped tiger. From a local private zoo that is being (laughs) run by a um a a Joe exotic Mm -hmm. type. And this detective comes in and he employs a local zoologist to help him out. Um and she's going through and slowly they start to uncover, you know, the truth about this ancient family that, you know, turned into these Black Panthers and eat people and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But um at the same time, all the evidence still kind of points to this weird, you know, Joe Exotic character. So eventually. And this is the thing I want to be like a really slow burn, like think Quentin Tarantino, very, very slow burn. And then at the very end, pow, we hit you with like all the eighties stuff that, you know, that was missing the way I kind of see the ending is, and I'm I'm giving the ending away here, kind of like imagine a mashup of eyes wide shut and the wicker man. Whoa. So the (laughs) the
2: whole time (laughs) you were pitching, I I had not the bees in the back of my head, the wicker man. Yeah. I could feel the wicker man vibes, dude.
1: It was coming. It was in more ways than one. Um, this detective turns up. Um, he breaks into the uh, the zookeeper's mansion because he's convinced he's going to find the evidence. <laughs> and he finds like a massive eyes wide shut style orgy. Like, you know, think of like the robes and the masks and everything. With a panther in the middle. And the zoologist. Yeah, the zoologist is just in the middle as kind of like the the centerpiece to this thing. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? And then they grab him. And then she sort of reveals that, you know, they're all in on it this whole town is actually the, panther cult. the you know the panther cult <laughs> the family and it's her night of initiation so like <laughs> they bound him up in like this ritual thing <laughs> she has her way with him not the <clears throat> panther
2: boobs, not the, <laughs> panther boobs. <laughs> not the
1: panther boobs she turns into a panther and then devours him and that's that's kind of the ending um that's my film I wanted to answer some questions that we're missing out of the first one. Like, and this is a very important question. What like, cause they turned into a yeah. Panther after sex. What, what do they classify as sex? Like if he just gets a cheeky blowjob or a hand job, does that count? Like, does she still, panther? what's the level? What's the
2: level <laughs> here?
1: You know? Yeah. I don't know. Does someone have to finish? Oh, Can it just be dude. the tip? Is it just the dude. tip? <laughs>
0: We're staying classy, man. Come on. Do you know? <laughs> what? Do you know? We've as soon as you started talking, having... I went to actually Wikipedia this this film, and uh, I I do believe the term they use is is not sex. They're talking about mating. So, oh, they have to yeah. mate with this thing. So I think that's a <laughs> bit specific. Also,
2: like if you if you mate a lion with a tiger, you get a liger. What happens if you mate a panther
1: with a mm-hmm. human? Well, you you get more. Where, uh, panthers. Yeah, where panthers yeah as this as, i, th- I as thought as it would be a
2: panther a panther oh. so
0: you got your half cat yeah, half it's... person that's a bit gross yeah i mean the whole film is a bit gross but that's yeah. the whole
2: point of the film isn't it
0: <laughs> this this 1982 american <clears throat> erotic horror film that's produced by jerry brachheimer
2: mm-hmm. yeah of course it's produced by jerry look i think you've captured the essence of the original film which i think is very very important for
1: a remake Oh, and the soundtrack stays. No, well, oh, no, no. Bowie. no, Bowie no, stays. no well, why mess with that, that?
2: That goes without saying. Like, you don't mess with Bowie mm. at all. The Absolutely. ghost of Bowie would come back and be like, hey, that's my soundtrack. You can't take that. That I don't know what that was like Christopher Walken mixed with like a, an ant. So, so yeah. that was the, David Bowie. Thing. That was
0: based on a 1942 um, Cat People. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake of a remake of so mm. a remake. Which, that makes sense. Yes.
2: Which is a cycle. A, a vicious cycle that, that occurs every thirty years. Um, yeah, no, uh, I I can see where you're going with that, John. And it, it, it,
1: oh, okay, a quick, very very quick cast. Um, uh, Anna D. Arms, yep. who was the would be the zoologist, Blade Runner, Knives Out, No Time yep. to Die. Joseph Gordon-Levitt would be the detective Ooh, nice. because yes, Joseph, he'll he'll do anything like that. And the zookeeper, who um, I think Alan Turek oh, would make yeah. a great yeah. you put Alan Tudick? Grow yep. out the Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like a serious, funny um, character. I could totally say that.
1: Yeah, like a serious. Yeah, exactly. That they- there might be. I, I really dig like it, it, man. And director, uh, Ryan Johnson, who did. Luke oh, actually,
0: yeah. Did... Now it's it's taken a real turn for me. So yes, I would yeah. watch
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> give Give him the
2: IP for that. Rian- Ryan, Rian, is it Rian or Ryan?
1: Rian, I, I just call him Ryan because that's a bit. It could be yeah. Ryan. I'm, I'm I'm terrible with anyway, names. Mr. Johnson. Get on it. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> yes, Mr. Johnson. My name hey, is John. Hey, this is Doug. This is Hi. Lachlan. And
0: I just wanted to say this is the Never Showing the Never Show. I believe
1: they call this the
0: Never Show. Well, welcome to the Never Showing podcast. Please
1: continue to listen. We do all our own stunts. Yeah,
2: I, I can see why. Lachlan was saying, these are movies we don't want to get made. Right? Mm. Um, did did you guys out there in listening land like any of the pictures? Did you hate them so much that you want to uh, aggressively yell at us? Um, you know where to do that. It's never underscore showing uh, at the Instagram, never showing on the Facebooks, never showing podcast at gmail.com. Next week, like I said, exciting new uh, type of episode where we will uh, send our love to Mr. Keanu Reeves. Stay tuned for that. Stay tuned uh, to all of our social medias for any exciting things that we have coming up uh, during this quarantine period to keep ourselves and you entertained until next time. I'm Doug. I'm Lachlan. And I'm John. See you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful time.